woman. It's not me aftershave. I don't douse myself in dip. <laughs> I don't top dip myself before I come out. I mean, I could really do with the summer, okay? That's a proper summer, well, maybe not a summer thing. But it's a proper northeast thing. It is, isn't it? I love it. See, are you a dipper? What do you have with it? Do I dip? Hi. It's a bit of a personal question. Do you dip? Do you like soggy bread? <laughs> um, I have never one for a while, but see, yeah, I do. I don't... Oh, like gravy, you mean? Aye, I oh, see, I, I don't dip it, like top dip. I don't dip it. Do you I know what my like dad it? does? He actually fries the bun. In, like if he's if he's used a frying pan, he, if there's any fat left in the frying pan when he's done baking and eggs and whatever, he puts the bread or oh, the bun dripping. in. Oh, hmm? dripping. That's not dripping. Aye, it's like the excess fat. No, so it's dripping and you eat it? Dripping's from a... Uh, an, an animal? <laughs> dripping doesn't come from an animal. It's all the fat. That's what dripping is. <laughs> when you've cooked it, yeah, but... When you've cooked it. Cooked it? When you've cooked it, not cooked it. When you've cooked oh, it. Oh, things. Cooked. When, when you've cooked the chicken. So how do you spell uh, cook? C-U-K. Cook. C-O-O-K. With all yeah. the vowels. Cook. Cook. <laughs> it's an ooh sound. We're not getting into this. Good. Oh, I quite like the dripping smell. You like the dripping smell. I quite, I quite like the dripping smell. You like the fact you like the smell like an animal that's been roasted. Is that what you tell me? I like to drip, 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 drop little apple shower. Oh, you see, the song comes in. And I'm Stevie B. He's a Mackham. She's from South Shields. And this is Speak Up Sunderland. If you haven't guessed it, this is a weekly podcast about the northeast British city of Sunderland. And things that are happening in the city and people who live here. We want to share stories that are important with people in this city with the world. But before we crack on this week's episode, a note about the music. Our theme song for Speak Up Sunderland has been produced by Timecrawler82, a talented producer from Italia. When the moon hits your eye like a bigger pizza pie. What was it? I'm not going to tell you what it is because you've sang it before. Is it Monet? <laughs> Isn't that Monet. a famous artist? It is actually. Uh-huh. Oh my god, you got something right. <laughs> so what's the answer? Amore. Amore. That's Do you know what it is? Amore. Do you know what amore is? I haven't got a clue. It's a pizza. No, it's not. Don't <laughs> lie to us. <laughs> Sometimes I check on Google for Timecrawler82 for my name to see if something new is popping out somewhere. So I saw myself feature in your podcast and I was like, okay, let's have a listen. But after I heard my song, I kept listening because I was having real fun. Also, I was curious about the air show and the REF anniversary because one of my favorite bands is Iron Maiden. And they do a lot of references to the Royal Air Force, the Battle of Britain, and Second World War. And I was just coming back from home from their concert. So, yeah, I guess that the world is not so big at times when everything connects like this. and his music at the end of today's episode but thanks honestly for letting us use your music and making it available online as well we really really appreciate it this week we've spoken to City Hearts it's a national charity that's based in Sunderland they are actively running programs that help restore and help rebuild the lives of people who have been victims of human trafficking and also for modern slavery too 
On any given day, over 40 million people are victims of modern slavery around the world. And it's happening in the UK as well. Right on our doorstep. It makes you feel really sick. The, the saying, human trafficking, this is different. This is something that you're not going to hear every single day, but it's something you do need to know about. But the answer is in Sunderland as well. Mm. City Hearts is based in Sunderland. I feel a bit apprehensive slash nervous because what City Hearts is, is a charity that helps people who have been in the trafficking system rehabilitate and set themselves back into society. And that in itself is a mind-blowing situation. And you would never think such thing as City Hearts would be right in Sunderland. You don't realise, if you're walking around the town centre of Sunderland now, you could be walking right past somebody who's either here because they've been involved with trafficking, they could be there, fled from their country. Hopefully what we'll find out is when we when we talk to City Hearts, this will give everybody insight into what it's about, what do they do, what are the good and bad things about it. Make you more aware of how this works and how maybe you can get involved to help rehabilitate these people. Um, we've also got uh, a guest, if, 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 if that's the right word, um, one of their clients is apparently going to be happy to speak to us, so we don't know what they're going to tell us. Uh, we don't know how much detail they're going to give us. I think if they do go into any kind of detail, again, that is going to be very poignant, very harrowing. But it's going to be to their discretion. If they want to stop, they stop. They will only tell us what they want us to know. Yeah. And we will never put the client under pressure because that's not what we're about. We're here to tell you about the charity, what good this charity does for mm. people not just in the northeast not just in Sunderland but for around the world please be open-minded this podcast is not a light-hearted funny one it's gonna pull your heartstrings you are gonna need a tissue it's giving them an opportunity to have a voice as well to speak um, up trafficking is something that I don't think it's it's like many other things it's not discussed enough it's not taught enough people think it's you shouldn't talk about it a lot of people shy away from it you don't no. want to know about it but it's something but it's on your doorstep you have to know because you never know it could be happening right next to you you never know what happens behind closed doors but it's nice to know there is a charity and there's a group of people out there in Sunderland ready to help when needed but we're going to head in now deep breath cars off (laughs) we can do this yeah yeah yeah. okay how are you then we're going big smiles we can do this let's go (laughs) I still look back at that now and feel sick. Even driving up though, I remember five minutes before we got there, um, and I was really anxious. In the same way, you know how you get anxious like before, like an interview, that type of thing. I know it's something completely different, but I was, and I'm thinking, hang on a minute, why am I feeling like this? The intercom's not working, so I'm just trying to t- um, text him and let him know we're here. I'm, I'm really nervous, because I can, I can hear my heart thump. I'm not gonna lie, I really can. This is, this is real. It's at home. You don't think it's at home, but it, it is. is. It, it is literally on our doorstep. It, it? I mean, is it's on our doorstep. Which is why we're doing what it. makes it what makes it better though is that we have the answer to rehabilitate people right here in Sunderland. I'm actually more I'm more nervous because we're speaking to somebody who's been right, affected. Yeah, somebody's directly been affected. It's a situation form. somebody should never be involved in, but we cannot be ignorant on the situation that this does happen. But it's on a, it, it's happening on our doorstep. We've we've tra- we we drove ten minutes. 
to speak to someone about human trafficking. But what's also on our doorstep is the answer to rehabilitation hmm. out of it. I was going to use the break room, is that okay with you? Yeah, I'm not using it, sorry okay. about the heat. I know. <laughs> so it's as warmer here as it is outside, isn't it? I think or it's warmer. warmer in here. The offices yeah. were lovely. Most of the desks hadn't been moved in yet and Angela Lang from City Hearts told us all about the move. It was an empty building and they wanted to um, basically make sure that the bills were paid because it cost them money to run it. They basically put it out to the, to the public, to any charity to, to bid for it or to put it to auction. So we bid for it and we got it. We were successful to get this space up here. It's quite exciting, yeah. I mean, You've got the, the potential to, to, to expand and do what you need yeah. to do. Yes. Yeah, Excellent. Really so normally it's the opposite, isn't it? You're in this place that's too small. Yeah. And you've got more people coming in. And that was certainly no the case space. before. We were in the basement room of our safe house mm. and using that as offices, which potentially should have been a bedroom, but we were using that as offices. Yeah. So, yeah, um, to move in from that downstairs where we had no sunlight to move up here, it's really nice. <laughs> I love the yellow. It's a very happy colour. Angela works in the intervention support programme, providing drop-ins for clients who come in once a week. And also um, telephone support on a fortnightly basis for clients that have exited the safe house or exited outreach. We don't want the clients to finish the City Hearts programme and then we kind of drop them off the edge of a cliff and they've got no more support. So I kind of provide that post uh, City Hearts support for them. It's amazing. And it's right here in Sunland as well, which mm. makes it feel even better. You don't think that things like this are local you always think it's like other side of the world or it'll never affect me but you don't think it's it does it's right here on your doorstep you know it's we were talking about this coming over yeah you know you could be walking around town you don't know who you're walking past you could be literally walking past somebody who's just arrived in the country you don't know what the circumstances are it is amazing how unaware people are of how much mm. goes on and and how close to them it, it actually is when they're made aware of it let's do it then. come on let's go Hi, no worries you. before we go in he is absolutely lovely, the client. He is so relaxed. Mm. And what I've said to him before we start doing all the questions and things is whatever he's comfortable of saying, if we ask a question that he doesn't find appropriate, does not have to answer it. At the end of the day, this is a person that's been through something. This isn't just a story, a film, a text, a, a bit of information we find on social media. This is his life. Uh, hi, my name is Joey. I'm from Vietnam. I am 22 year old. In poor country, is a lot people. They don't have food, don't have money, and they so working too hard day by day for earn money, for earn food, for feed children. So my parents, it's same same. They working and they earn money for me, but we are not lucky. I lost my family. I lost my parents forever when I had five years. So I've been my life alone. I need to help, to support from all people, but no one care, no one care. I am um, child and no family, so no one care, you know. I have to care myself, by myself. I don't know why, but I, I, I just say that wasn't lucky. I met some people and they not good people, they are so bad people like mafia or the gangster and they took me to other countries, to other play and I have to work in a lot day by day. Yeah, but they treat me very bad, not good. They don't give me money, they don't give me food good food or they don't give me medication when I got sick. 
I just working and make money for them, but I don't have nothing benefit. They move me here in UK. I think I should escape and I escape from them. And I find helpful from police. And finally, City Heart <laughs> got me <laughs> and helped me. But really, the first day when I come to Sunderland, when the police took me to Sunderland, I, I don't think I will get good thing. I think I will go like play like prison. But when I come, the people talking with me, no more like friend, and help me and give me room and bed and pillow and blank. <laughs> and they buy for me new clothes. I don't remember when I have new clothes. And you look fantastic. Oh, you, you look well and you really suit that heart, I'm not going to lie. I'm very <laughs> jealous. <laughs> but yes, and I'm so pleased that you found a safe place in Sunderland and you will always be welcome here. Always. I'm going to cry. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. God, Janice, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Do you know what? Listen, listening back on that, what I got within five seconds is just like this enormous rush of of pride to to just to find someone like this and let him speak um and give him a voice I, what i heard from that looking listening back is could you not hear the sheer vulnerability in his voice to the first like first 10 seconds in i was completely crippled mm. I've already been there. I sat in front of Joey. Mm. You sat in front of Joey. And at first, we didn't quite know where to put ourselves because you you split between two heads. You split between the podcast head mm. and then you split between being human and being very caring and being very passionate and you being very inquisitive. You didn't know how to and be you, honest or react in front of him. And, no, and because you didn't want to push the boundaries. You didn't want yeah. to do everything... You wanted to know, but you've also got to realise that this is some person, this is Joey's life, and this mm. is for him to speak up and to talk about it and not being English being his first language and how fluent he was. In five just, months. It's just, he did it though, and he stepped up and he didn't have to, and he did, and that courage and is just absolutely outstanding, and it makes your life... Wow. <laughs> so can you tell us a bit about your life since you've been a son and what you like about the area? Now I really like and happy in Sunderland because I got support from City Heart. Before I never I never got before I never got in my life. Now I can go to school, English class and I got uh, medication service. I feel my life now is better because I can do what I want and I can say what I think. Uh, nobody can control me like before. You know, before someone, they control my life, they control my thing. But now it's really um, comfortable, I'm good, and I love Sunderland. Last month, um, home office this season, I have to move and they want to know where I want to move. Which I run, but I say I want to stay here in Sunderland. I don't want to move anywhere, <laughs> God, I don't know anywhere, <laughs> only Sunderland. 
I really feel happy and... <laughs> I would just like to add to that, that you are very easy to help. <laughs> this man is one of the most resilient human beings I have ever met. I might get a bit emotional <laughs> to see him sit here. When he came to us, he couldn't speak a lot of English. His yeah. his learning is just incredible. The fact that he can now converse in English is just amazing to me. But also, he is funny. He's so funny. You <laughs> always make people laugh. You always bring the fun and the joy to the room. And that's something I am not great at doing. So to see you be able to do it, it's just, it inspires me and it makes me keep going to know that there are people like you out there that still need help, but also just just to see the hope. And I know he has dreams and there's, there's things that he wants to achieve in the future. Uh, so if we can even just help a little bit with that, then, you know, I'm, I, I can't call this a job really. I can't call it work because I mean, this is my this is my dream. This was always my dream to do something like this. And I never thought it was possible. You know, these jobs didn't exist. I worked in retail for eight years before I did this. <laughs> Serving coffee. So to be able to do this now is just an incredible honor, but also just to be able to work alongside people like you um, is just massive for me. So thank you thank for making you. my job easy. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> this sort of thing just, just blows me away though, because you think it's somebody else's problem it doesn't happen here it's not on your doorstep i think unfortunately that is the biggest myth the reality is that the numbers are huge and actually the numbers are very difficult to get accurate there is a very underground and very hidden crime people who are in these situations it's very difficult one to identify and and because the perpetrators are extremely clever they know what they're doing, they know how to manipulate, and they know how to work the systems. So unfortunately, it is very underground. Numbers sit around um, 24 million uh, people in the world are victims or are in um, some form of slavery at the moment. 24 million? That's insane, 24 20. million I don't think people can understand people. The, the, the enormity of that... Of 24 million. That's almost half of the population of the UK. However, last year, the National Crime Agency did do some research and they're now saying that they think that number is probably just the tip of the iceberg. And because it is so hidden and because it is so difficult to identify people, they predict that the numbers really are a lot bigger than that. Mm. I, don't, I don't like to focus on numbers too much. Mm. It can become very overwhelming. And also it depersonalizes it. It's very important to remember that there is a human being behind each one of those numbers and and to just personalize that really because at the end of the day this is a human issue every person that you're dealing with it's a human that you're dealing with so is each one completely different from the one you've just done yeah you always think you've heard the worst you can ever hear and then something else comes along and all of a sudden it's like a you hit with it again. I always think it's going to get easier to listen to. It's going to get easier to, to do the job, I suppose. Even if on paper it looks the same, you know, they could, they could tick, two people could tick the same five boxes. They could be from the same country. Mm. They could have had the same type of trafficking experience, but it's, it's never the case. They're always unique and they're always individual. So you said that ever since you've came to Sunderland that you've now got hopes and dreams and aspirations. What do you want to do? 
Oh my, I have, I, I have a dream, but I think my dream is so very far from now, from me, <laughs> because my dream is I want become a teacher. <laughs> yeah, a teacher for teaching English. <laughs> it's impossible, yeah, because I could, I could speak fluently English, but I always want one day I can speak and understand everyone and normal English, night speaker native teach children how to speak English in poor country because in poor country you know children go to school they have to pay money it's not free and very expensive it's not easy for them so I want and one day I can help them I can teach them art less speak English free no money so it is my dream big dream I always think about it my efforts every day I try to do my best, I learn English, every word, everything. <laughs> I write new work in the world, in the paper, because I really want to become a teacher. You can dream it, you can definitely achieve it, and I cannot wait until I see and hear that you are then going to be a teacher. I can't wait to see the day. You've got the determination, you've got the strength, you've got the mind, you've got the power, and you've also got the want. Go for it. I can't wait to see you do it. What you've got is probably what you don't realise, you've got a real hard determination. You've, you've come from where your home is to somewhere that's now your home, but it's not. This is all different to you. But you already can speak the language. How long have you been here? Five months. So five months. Five months. You've been here you, five months. Yeah. So if you can do that in five months, you probably <laughs> teach me English in a year's time. We do always joke that he speaks better English than we do. <laughs> I remember when you you hadn't been with us for very long and he uses, or at, at the beginning he was using the television a lot to learn English. Oh. One television show that you watched a lot was Friends. Oh. Which was great because you were coming down and saying, um, th- oh, he just kept shouting, pivot! Pivot! <laughs> 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 Just one day, just one day, walked out and started shouting pivot. But what I loved is I had um, a little cactus on my desk, <laughs> and he came down and he named the cactus Chandler. <laughs> and he would, he would come in every morning and he'd say hi, Abby, and then he'd say hello, Chandler, <laughs> to the cactus. <laughs> and it just, it would crack me up every day. And then you told me I was Monica, didn't you? Yeah. That that kind of hurt a little bit. <laughs> I was hoping for Phoebe, but I am Monica, apparently. So this is Abigail. My name's Abigail Harding, and I am the senior caseworker for City Hearts in the Northeast. Abigail told us all about City Hearts' growth since they started in 2005 in Sheffield. I believe it was in 2010 we opened our first safe house for survivors of modern slavery in line with the government initiative to battle modern slavery. Since then, it's just kind of grown and grown. We have projects all over the UK now as well as in some other countries and so within the northeast we are purely anti-slavery so all of our clients have have escaped or been rescued from experiences of modern slavery or human trafficking. Abby shared more about the key challenges of a role as City Heart and why it is so important. My biggest frustration is that there is so much out of my control I didn't realise this until the last few years, but apparently I'm a bit of a control freak. (laughs) My husband likes to tell us this a lot. I am a laid-back person, but when it comes to stuff like this, the the clients are waiting on decisions that are out of their hands and out of my hands. And there's just so many factors to their move-on plan that 
I just can't do anything about. Um, and that makes it really difficult for me, especially when the client is moving on. And say they are moving out of the safe house and into um, alternative accommodation. Although we will continue to support them once they are outside of the safe house, I don't have any say over that accommodation. I have very little say over where in the country they're going to end up. And that can be really difficult because you just, because you do come to care for the people that you work with um, and you just want to keep them close and you want to know that they're going to be looked after and be protected and I just I don't have any control over that and it's it's really hard to let that go and to just trust the systems that are in place systems are flawed they always will be unfortunately especially when we're dealing with people Mm. but it's just trusting that at the end of the day people will be okay so so when they're in our care they're here as potential victims and they're waiting to get a decision from the national referral mechanism uh, to say whether they, they have been a victim or they haven't. And the whole point of the service is to get the clients independent again um, so that they can move on with their life, to just equip them with whatever tools they need to do that, whatever that might be. It's just really making sure that their basic needs are met and that they have everything they need to be able to move on and and achieve and do everything. Can you give us like some ideas of what trafficking is, uh, how bad it gets? Trafficking is the transportation of a person, either against their will or under false pretense. So they might agree to move from one country to another, but then when they get there, uh, discover that what they were promised was a lie, or they can be moved against their will. Human trafficking doesn't discriminate. Uh, it, it affects every type of person, um, every nationality, every colour, every gender. It just preys on the vulnerable. You find vulnerable people in every walk of life. It's, it's difficult to, to, to get across and explain on a, on a programme like this. You smile a lot. You smile all the time. Yeah, and I can kind of understand why, but I also can't. Having heard what you've gone through, even just a little bit of what you've gone through, to see you smiling and be happy and to learn English in five months and then also to have an ambition to want to be something is uh, is really humbling. Like you say, your, your past is your past and your future mm. you're now in control of mm. and what's so amazing about you is you're now learning everything and gathering everything and you're giving it back. You're not just keeping it for yourself because mm. you've never had it. You've went, no, no, I'm going to now give it to other people who need it and I hope you stay in Sunderland and I hope you push that positivity out of the community and show people who you are and what you can do. If you're staying in Sunderland to maybe come and see you again maybe in six months' time. Oh, yeah. And come see, back and see what you're doing. See how much has happened in six months. <laughs> yeah, come and talk again. How things have changed yeah, and yeah. progressed, that kind and, of thing. And now, <laughs> yeah, we can in six months later. How do you feel when you hear him tell his story to, to us? Um, I mean, really, more than anything, it just spurs me on. I can't really say I'd, it's not that I feel proud, because um, a lot of the time I'm like, ah, oh, this isn't. It's not really much of what I'm doing. It's it's really just it's a testament to who he is, how resilient and how determined he is. It's just inspiration to me to just keep on going because you do sometimes get cases where you think, ah, oh, or, or just not just cases, but there's moments in the job. Very recently, I've had moments of just, I don't know if I can keep doing this. I don't know if I can carry on. I don't know if I'm strong enough to keep doing this. So to see and to hear the work is working. Mm. And also just to know that people still still need it. Gets a little kindling in the fire for me to just keep on doing it. 
<laughs> despite the hard days. <laughs> so we've asked Joey, bless him, if he wanted to share any messages in his native language of Vietnamese. Để được có ngày hôm nay, tôi thật sự rất cảm ơn sự giúp đỡ của. I go to Lai say thanh to City Heart, Abi, God help me get a better future, better life, and make me feel happy, make me forget what happened with me in the past. I want to say thank you. Tôi xin thành thật cảm ơn các bạn rất nhiều. Thank you. We're always looking for extra help, uh, and it really it could be anything. You could have a gift for maintenance, or be an electrician, or just be really good with people. Sometimes we're just looking for someone who can, you know, kind of buddy up with the clients, who could maybe take them for a cup of coffee once a week, that kind of thing. Um, so if anyone is interested, I mean, the, the easiest thing to do is to head to the website, which is just cityhearts.co.uk. And there's an email address on there. You can shoot us an email. Um, there is a bit of an interview process, an application process with that. But we're always looking for volunteers, always. And I would just like to say thank you to you guys for coming in um, and for, I guess, giving us a voice. If more people know, if more people use their voices, if more people educate themselves, then eventually I absolutely 100% believe that we can do something about this globally and we can put an end to this um, so if you do anything else today google human trafficking get some statistics find out about it and start speaking about it start having conversations about it it's that simple it's not the happiest of conversations but just start talking about it start posting about it on social media just do what you can where you are with what you've got and that's how we put an end to this their client's whole story was just so emotional but for him to say things like he was so excited when he got his own clothes he's never had his own clothes before and that it really broke me that night. I nearly had to stand up and walk away but you can take great comfort out of that now though because he's in the right hands now and the client has now got a future and it's all thanks to people in the city of Sunderland for doing just that and to go on to speak up Sunderland and to talk about just the tiniest little bit of what this client has been through mm. is one hell of an achievement as it is. I've got so much respect and I think that's something that the client has never had before and mm. I hope to God he actually becomes a teacher because it's just amazing what we've just found out about this person this this it's amazing get in the car he's a remarkable human being isn't he (laughs) our intention was to give people a voice and to allow someone to speak up and they certainly did didn't they exactly there is more than just macrams in Sunderland there was somebody from the other side of the world he was so, you could see he was so genuinely happy to be where he is. I mean, I actually, to be honest, I actually thought the opposite. I thought he would be heartbroken because a bit more his home is, is Vietnam, where, where he's from in Vietnam. I mean, the, the sheer inner strength and the, the power that he radiated mm. was absolutely insane. And we don't even know the half of it. We didn't even get the tip of the iceberg. You think your whole world's ending and then you meet somebody like that you go, oh my God, you need to get a grip. You think you've got problems but you realise you don't. Yep. 
And I'm not saying people's problems aren't problems and they're not problem worthy, but sometimes you do need that little smack in reality. And I've just had it massively. I'm gonna go on tonight to a nice house, to home comforts, to somewhere nice to sit down, to a nice TV, to food. Shelter, warmth, safety, Sh yeah. family, love, care. And he's just so grateful to have a roof over his head to get to have some food. I think it's just to have somebody to talk to that doesn't want anything from him. When he was speaking about the past, he always found the fact that it was always somebody was taking something from him that took his vulnerability and twisted it against him. Mm. And that in itself is a crime. And then to find sanctuary and to find a bit of safety in Sunderland yeah. is amazing. And I feel very, I feel so very proud of Sunderland and I'm very proud of City Hearts am, yeah. for giving that opportunity to somebody who never had it and should have had it from day one. I think Abby's job clearly it's very, very hard, but. God, she does it well though. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine, even just from today, she, she seemed very grateful that obviously we've come over and spoke to them and given them a voice. This, she seemed very, very grateful on that. But I understand what she's saying is she goes home and it's not a, it's not a nine to five job where you're doing the same thing every day in an office. It's She's, she's trying to help somebody give, get their life back, isn't it? How he developed his English was watching TV and we thought, we thought oh no, what's he going to be watching? And it was Friends, wasn't it? <laughs> It could have been worse. Oh, it could have been anything, couldn't it? It could have been Will and Grace. <laughs> could you imagine if if you wanted a pet duck, though? Where on earth are you going to put that? <laughs> you know what it is? We should get him one. We should get him a duck. Oh, we could get him a squeaky one. A squeaky duck? A squeaky duck, yeah. What's he going to do with that? I... Can't exactly pet it, can he? Well, he can just, I don't know. Be wandering around Sunderland with a duck? You think he's doolally tap? <laughs> I don't know. Good Lord. You know what's funny as well, though, how he... Uh, he gave all the characters of friends names to the people who work at City Hearts. He called Abby Monica, Monica. which she, she was kind of like not happy about. She was not impressed. I'm not gonna laugh. Would you be? Has anybody called you Monica before? No, I've always been Phoebe. Really? Yeah. Can't take that one. Mate. Phoebe or Rachel? Mostly Phoebe because I run like her. <laughs> Do you? Right. Do you run in the park like Phoebe? With hands and legs are splitting. I, I could see that to be honest. What character did you be? What character would I yeah. be? Should I answer that? You should really answer hold that. Hold on, hold on, let's have a look. Um, tallish, receding hairline, funny. <laughs> receding hairline? There's no hairline nose, at all. Nose music, uh, married, uh, I'd go twice. Chandler. Would you? No, twice, you Ross. Um, I've got to be Ross. You're Ross? Yeah, you've been married twice, Ross. You've been married twice? Actually, I do say it when I'm in the house. Pivot! Pivot! <laughs> Can't believe that's what he came in. It's not. I know. Walking. But he can still laugh. Yeah, the power, the power. It's the power and the How, self belief. I, I personally don't know. I mean, that's 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 a person who, in my opinion, has got huge inner strength. Oh. To, I mean, from okay. five year old to twenty. What was he? Twenty two. Mm -hmm. To be trafficked for that period of time is just beyond comprehension. But then, to then find City Hearts, and they help him, and then out of all that, he finds something to smile about. I, I can't compute that in my head. I don't know how he does it. I don't know 17 how he... years. 17 years. He's been human trafficked for 17 years. Can't and there he is, that. sat on a sofa in Sunderland, 
talking to us, happy as a little lop, and that's what we're forgetting. We're, we're crying, and we're like feel really bad for him. But that guy that was sat in front of us was not sad. He was so happy and so safe and so pleased to be sat in front of us. What did he say to us as well? He said, can't wait to talk to his English teacher about that he's going to be on a he podcast. Did, yeah. How excited was he? he we yeah. did that. Sunderland did that. We gave him the opportunity mm. to talk, to speak up about his life now and how he is moving forward. And that is amazing. And that is all thanks to Sunderland, City Hearts, Abby, you, me, Jay, the lot. Speak up Sunderland. And that is completely priceless. I'm sick of being sad about it because it's just, it's not a sad situation. Do you know anymore. what I'm actually feeling now though? I'm, I was excited anyway at the beginning of doing the, the start of these podcasts and now we've done number two. Um, I'm really excited about what we could potentially do as well. I'm excited about what Sunderland does. I, I kind of believe it. Every single episode, my mind gets blown. Be prepared, everyone who's listening for the first time. We've got so much to give you. And you've got so much to give us, but you need to give us this. Mm. If you're listening now and you think there's anything that's interested you, anything that we've said, whether it's just one sentence or 30 minutes of it, um, contact us, right? Contact us, leave us a message. We'll come and find you and we'll find you wherever you are in Sunderland and we'll give you a voice. You've got a voice. We'll give you the platform. That is what Speak Up Sunland's about. And Sunland, don't be afraid of Betty. She's not that scary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lovely really I'll give you a cuddle I'm great then so at the beginning of the podcast we were talking about Timecrawler82 and his music thank you for being so amazing and offering your musical tunes for Speak Up Sunderland we love it or as we would say in Sunderland it's class Belter. <laughs> it's Belter. it's pure Belter. <laughs> hello everyone this is Timecrawler82 and thank you so much for the opportunity of this interview to put it simply, I can't live without music. Music has been the way I kind of glued together all the memories I have since I was three or four years old. I guess it's no surprise that at a certain point in my life I would have started actually making music. I drive alone tonight There is no one in sight I've got no things to do choose a, a genre of music that's relatively new to the scene called synthwave that borrows from the 80s the sound of the synths, the aesthetics and all things related. It's like how did we dream of the future when we were kids and which music would have applied to that? So that's synthwave, future music born from the past. The promises we made My real name is Gabriele, or Gabriel in English, and I live in Forli, a city of around half a thousand people in North Italy. I was born in 1979, so I'll leave to you all the calculation of my age. I'm not that young, let's put it like that. I started playing some pretty awful synthesizers when I was a kid, but didn't know much with them. Uh, but last year I was just... I don't know how to put it. I was called by my old keyboard, it literally called me. So once more I started learning how to play, program, mix and master a song all by myself and I published my maiden EP called Osaka Lights end of May. So here we go!
Music for me is something unavoidable, but not something I decided to be my main job, main career, or else. And I thought, well, if you are still in the learning phase and you want to release something and nobody knows you, then why make them pay? They don't know you. There's hundred thousand other producers out there, probably better than you. Start with baby steps, have fun in doing it, and let people have fun listening to it. Right now I just want to enjoy making the music a lot. And by the way, this end of summer new album, this time an LP, is coming and it will be still absolutely free. Then what happens next, who knows? Will I be the next Ennio Morricone or will I just be a one-hit wonder? Or will I disappear slowly over time? I don't know. For sure, I know that I love making music, but I also love my wife and if my music will pay the rent, well, who am I to disagree? on Google and you will see my SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Jamendo, website, all the fun stuff. Never forget who you were because who you were might become what you will be. And that I think that partially explains why I married my primary school classmate after about 30 years we met each other for the first time. <laughs> yeah, look into your past to discover your future. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much for this interview. And yes, Skittles are indeed addictive. Oh, bless him! Skittles, man! <laughs> what a lovely lad. He's a lovely guy. And like we say, we want to feature your music on our podcast. Especially if you're from Sunderland, because it's important for us to share the music from the people of the city with the world. So, Betty! What? <laughs> Whoa! Help me people get in touch. We are at Speak Up Sun on Twitter. Shoot us a text, man. We got you covered. <laughs> what are you tittering at? Oh, because it's just funny. We'd like to thank City Hearts for giving us the opportunity to talk about human trafficking. But especially to talk to somebody like Joy who's been through it all. We really appreciate you for that. Uh, we'd also like to thank Abigail Harden, who's the senior caseworker for City Hearts in the North East. Angela Lang from their Intervention Support Programme. And of course to Timecrawler82 for sharing the music with us. And our producer, Jay. Jay. Who has been living off caffeine and Skittles all day. It has changed roles. And, it's normally and, me, but it's now him. And we told him to have a combination of uh, caffeine and Skittles. And what did he do? He stuck what he put in. He tried to put the Skittles in the coffee in the and coffee. nearly slapped him. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? He's but it like, worked, though, didn't this it? is how you're supposed to. And no, Don, that's not how you do it. That is how you just ruin a perfectly good bunch of Skittles. He did it, though. He did. Next week we are hitting the streets of Sunland to talk to you. And we're going to be talking about the amazing Mackham accent. It's a stupid accent. We'll be testing out the city's Mackham knowledge with the Mackham Dictionary. And we're also going to be talking to the writer of the Mackham Dictionary himself. He's a man called Paul Swinney. If you like our show, feel free to leave us a rating on the Apple podcast. It'll help us reach more people like you and share the stories we find important. See you next week, podcasters. Hurrah! Ta-ra!